0: Field & Company. Live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
1: Alright, here we go. 5 o'clock. Check that. 4 o'clock hour. I'm rushing ahead. Reno's in. Vegas is here. It's ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Damon is back in our Finley Toyota Studios. We got baseball going on right now in about an hour. We have Utah State in Mountain West action at Air Force. That line's been moving down towards Utah State much of the week. Damn. Early in the week, I wanted to grab a 10 because it actually got the 10 for a smidge. And uh, it was eight earlier today, and now it's back to Air Force nine and a half. We also have uh, Virginia and Maryland kicking off right now. The number here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Inside the TI is 16. Maryland is favored. And uh, Army is taking on UTSA on the road, and Army is getting seven in that one. That game also kicking off right now. Alright, let's do it. Big four at four. Battleborn
0: Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four.
1: So, Damon, this has been a weird week in music, and especially if you like music of the 90s. You're a little young to actually like music of the 90s, but whatever. I like I like older music than Would fit my age. Did NSYNC kind of do a reunion at the VMAs, and then people went, like, freaking wild with speculation that there was a tour coming up, songs are coming out. What's going on with this? What's the latest?
2: I think that this is all just in a show for a troll song. They're just putting, hey, like, you know, Justin Timberlake, he controls all the music for the Trolls movies. Trolls 3 is going to be coming out, and I think that there's going to be an in sync song oh, on wow. the soundtrack. But I don't <laughs> care. I'll take a. I'll just take one song if it gives me in sync back. I mean, the VMAs. Taylor Swift. If you've got the biggest oh, star in the world yeah. see the way she was reacting.
1: Oh, she went. She went crazy.
2: That's the way I was reacting as well. Really big in sync guy over here.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny. At home, the so the significant other, my lady friend. She starts asking me about it because uh, she made a comment like, oh, I heard they're going on tour. We should look into that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're going on tour. And then she she mentioned a song and, oh, she, I think she mentioned I Want It That Way. And she's like, who does that one? And I was like, I think that's Backstreet Boys. And then she stopped for a second. She's like, why am I asking you about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys? I'm like, I don't know. But actually, I am the right person to ask, at least in that matchup. So Favorite NSYNC song? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite, but I am a favorite. I, I enjoy the boy bands, uh, and I enjoy Adam Hill's favorite boy band, Boys to Men, which, of course, is a longstanding theme on the show that they're not a boy band. What's your favorite NSYNC song?
2: it had to be Girlfriend. You had Pharrell and the Neptunes on the beat, and then that do-do-do-do, would you be mine? My- oh, how, yeah. how much would you pay if they were playing... Well,
1: they're not gonna if they if they got together, they couldn't play like a legion, right? Like, Instinct's not. I
2: they're not know. going on
1: tour and playing sixty thousand seat stadiums, are they?
2: Uh, select dates, maybe.
1: I mean, if they did it, well, one, I would think if they could do it and mesh the show to the facility, which I heard is kind of a challenge, could they do it at the Sphere and get like four hundred bucks a ticket or more? Yo, or is that too much?
2: I was going to say $500. i am glad you, you saved me $100. <laughs> I was going to start at 500 so thank you.
1: How about we just do it at, uh, say, the Orleans and Mandalay Bay, and the top ticket's 125 and we get in for 40 bucks. How about that from Cheap Mr. Cofield?
2: Justin Timberlake would never.
1: Uh, There's I, a reason
2: he I, doesn't tour with those guys in the first place.
1: Oh, you think? that's that why? Because yeah. they're now $40 artists and he's not? Exactly. I saw Fatone dancing a little bit. Uh, while he was he was what while you're laughing?
2: No, no, just him dancing. A little
1: I, bit. I saw him up on TikTok, and uh, it was it was it was still good, still good. He's just you know he's just a little bigger and rounder than he used to be.
2: Yeah, back those Backstreet Boys, they still got it in sync. They've let themselves go. I mean, Justin's the only one that's still a star.
1: Number I, three. Number three. Sorry, now I feel bad. I feel like you could do the whole big four here on the uh, on in sync, getting it back together again. So yesterday you you sided with uh, – I guess she sort of sided with Nick Sirianni uh, saying that he passed things down to Jonathan Gannon. The Cardinals coach kind of drives me nuts. I think he's a dork. Um, and I mentioned that Sirianni is, is sort of – he'll bristle at stuff. And what he did yesterday was really weird because A.J. Brown and Hurts clearly got into it. I mean, Hurts admitted you know, it was probably about not targeting A.J. Brown enough. So the reporters come in and they're like, "All right, well, let's let's talk about this. Hey Nick, w- w- what did you see? What did, what did you think was happening?"
3: I don't know. I didn't I didn't see uh I didn't see what was going on with that. We're just trying to manage the game. TV show that you kind of interjected there. Okay. Uh, what, did, what did you have to say to A.J. and Jalen? guess the, the conversations we have on the field are going to be private, and the conversations we have in in, per, in, uh, in our locker room are going to be private. Y'all, y'all don't need to know what was going on right there.
1: A follow-up, Nick. Uh, why did you just lie to us? <laughs> no, instead Howard Eskin jumped in and, and gave him a lifeline and asked him about something else. But, like, what was the point? Hey, what was going on? I I, I don't know. Well, we saw you talking there. Okay. Well, it's none of your business. All right. I guess change the direction of the question.
2: And there's no need for it. What's the point? Would you have rather him given the final answer just the first time around?
1: Yeah, it actually would have worked better that way. Like, I don't know exactly what was going on. I got wind of it, and I went over to calm things down a little bit. Not, it's none of your business.
2: No, I, I think it's none of your business. Is what he should have just said the first time.
1: Those conversations uh, are going to remain yeah, private. I get it. I'm just telling you. In that market, if you continue to fib to people over little things when things aren't going well, they will remember that. And maybe that's on maybe that's on they. That, that's a that's their problem. But just just be just be forthright and it'll bristle when someone's asking a question. Obviously, there was an issue there. We're going to be watching moving forward if these guys are cool and if A.J. Brown is eventually going to you know turn into a pain in the ass if he's not getting the ball because here's the thing. They got a lot of weapons and if they're running the ball like that, there are going to be a lot of games where Jalen Hurts may throw 18, 20, 22 passes. So Guess what, AJ Brown? There ain't going to be ten targets for you when there's 22 total passes. And I'll I'll speak as a you know member of the Eagles. And we're rushing for 278. Okay, you want to win, or you know you want to play high fly, uh, high flying football, and you know you get lots of targets, but we may lose half the games. What do you want? Number two. See, I did that for effect, just like Sirianni at the end of his quote, like it's none of your business. Screw off, boy. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be watching our i I'm going to be watching our X all season long. Derek Carr. Mm. I think we have stepped into a much more handsome, calm quarterback leader for the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo. But Derek Carr can bring you some exciting moments, and this was a good one for him. Uh, they had some sideline audio. You know, he 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 nailed a he hit on a deep shot late in the game to basically put the game out of reach. And he was thinking about this deep shot a few minutes before that.
3: Give me another shot. Be ready if I give you a go route to end this thing. All right. Listen to me, she freaking run. run so it's Carr on third down, down the sideline, open receiver Sahi. Boom!
1: Yes! Yeah. Yes! What a huge first down!
2: Yes!
1: He is the X, but that was kind of cool.
2: I'm surprised he didn't say that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's just awesome.
1: That is neat, though, when you're on the sidelines and you're like, deep shot, I'm confident we can get him. Rashid Shaheed. I love that name. And, man, he ran because he freaking blew away the Titans defender on the play, good hands, and then basically finishes the game.
2: But, Steve, did you also see the video portion of it? Did you see who was also agreeing with that go route on the side? Jameis Winston was, was also not in agreement. Your boy, he also saw that deep route, that go route was open.
1: Yeah, well, I made the case early in the week, and I will make it until the Jets get him, that Jameis languishing on the bench, behind a guy who is a top 12 quarterback in the league. Do I do this to him? Do I do it to our ex? Um, outside of the season where he did suffer a bad injury towards the end of the year. Derek Carr almost never gets hurt So yeah, Jameis should build him up He should want Carr to look Freaking unreplaceable A billion percent unreplaceable So the Saints get real comfortable And they're like, you know what? We'll take that fourth round pick from the Jets
2: That's all it'll take, huh?
1: I hope I hope It also shows character! Right? Jameis Winston's like, I'm rooting for my guy There's no underhanded action here. I'm not rooting behind his back against him. That's a quality individual. That's a leader. That's a guy who could be a quarterback for the Jets. Unlike the child who is at the helm right now. The frat boy. Don't get get me going on this, please.
2: You're down bad right now. We can go to number one. Yes.
1: Number one. It gets me too worked up. I'm looking down the barrel of a freaking... I know. I I can see you
2: putting the, the hands... You're like quieting the crowd. You're like, okay. Did you right. also see the car clip about the tape on the ears on the helmet? No. Oh, Taysom, real, real quick. So, car he tapes you know the ear holes of his helmet, and Taysom Hill was just like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. He's like, yeah, you can hear everything. <laughs> also passing along veteran advice. Yep. What a guy. I know. I, I know what you're doing here. I know you're
1: doing the same thing every Sunday. You know, you got, you got a second TV. You're like, well, what's going on over there with the X? How's he doing? Once Wonder I saw he's... that picture of the Orms, I was Wonder all in. <laughs> you yeah, were all in on the, the freaking Monster Flex. All right. Top story. We have to concentrate on us in Vegas. Not worry about the X. Not worry about the Saints. The Raiders. Now, I don't necessarily agree with, uh, well, I guess in the end, Matt Perino, who was on 10 minutes ago, who covers the Bills, didn't didn't say it was going to be close. He said he could understand the rationale and people would think it could be close. But I'm with Perino. I think the Bills are going to be pissed off as hell. Uh, Raiders are going to have a tough time containing him. And if the Raiders can't run a little more of a high-flying offense or Josh Jacobs better freaking help them possess the ball to the tune of like 170 yards and keep away from Josh Allen, this is going to be a really tough game. And and, uh, when I say smart money, that just means people with more money and sharps but sharps don't win 100% of the time so you can play against them but yeah this is a an extremely difficult matchup for the Raiders the other thing that will give him a chance is to frazzle Josh Allen I mean right now he's in a run where he can be shook and he was shook big time by a very good Jets defense can the Raiders get pressure enough pressure with standard sets on Josh Allen? Are they going to have to do something a little more exotic and then, of course, open themselves up? If they don't get to him, then he could really pick them apart.
2: You know what, Steve? I think that not only can they maybe make a little noise when it comes to getting some pressure, Max Crosby is a top-five defensive end in the league. I think that this secondary, they showed me enough in the first game that they're not all-world, but they are better. And the way he was throwing those picks on Monday night, maybe the Raiders get lucky and get one or two and keep him in that game.
1: Uh, We have an update We know that because of a concussion Jacoby Myers isn't playing And speaking to the point of getting pressure on the quarterback Chandler Jones Is not going to be playing this week And I don't think he's coming back anytime soon We'll tell you in a little bit Chandler was back up on social media And now His target is to go after MD Which I mean I think he was already in trouble with Ziegler and McDaniels Going after Mark Davis ain't the wise move, but maybe it is. Maybe this will finally force him to go the hell with it. This isn't salvageable.
4: Coach, how are you, sir?
1: Well, Pee-wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the Blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush, only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I believe he covered it all right there, Coach. Now back to Cofield and Company live at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside Treasure Island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
1: There you go, Nick Saban hosting his uh, Nick Saban radio show, taking calls, and caller hops on, and he he knows. He knows what's going to happen with uh, Spanky, Peewee, whatever the guy's name was. Pee Wee, who apparently is a regular caller, and he went right into it. You know, hey, what's going on, man? These are my problems. Can you help solve it? Matt Nevers with us. He is uh, one of the voices of the Mountain West Mountain West Football Podcast. That's the official Mountain West Football Podcast. Matt, how are you, buddy? Doing well, Steve. Uh, coming at you guys from Round Rock, Texas, on the road with
3: the Las Vegas Aviators. Is, they're now in first place for the final playoff spot, but we're talking football. I'm ready to go, although I don't know if I'll have the insight of Coach Sabin or my man Peewee.
1: <laughs> my man, man
4: Wee, I love, yeah, it. love it. I love it. Alright,
1: well let's get into the story that's unfolding uh, in an unfortunate way with our friends in Reno, as uh, they're listening on ESPN Reno right now. Um, Nevada football is having a really tough time, and they loaded up with a lot of new players last year. Uh, they didn't have as much change going into this season, but right now it's it's not working. And the the problem is this week it's it's not easy. Like it's not it's not a get right game. They got Kansas in town, and they're getting four touchdowns. We'll get Matt back up in just a second. Um, we do have this developing story, which I'll go on a tangent here for in a second because we'll have to uh, follow up on it. But you know, I made the mention that help with the pass rush, ain't coming anytime soon with Chandler Jones, if ever, from Chandler Jones with the Raiders because some of the stuff he was doing on Instagram this morning and someone just sent me a couple of the videos, I don't know what he's talking about. He, He seems to be going through problems. But the latest cryptic thing he tried to throw out was he knows why he's not playing because he's got a secret on Mark Davis. And he said, I wish Mark Davis told people why I really can't play and sort of went on to threaten the owner if things aren't remedied here and they don't start treating him with some respect and talk to him, that, well, for now, he's not going to tell us about the secret that he has on Raiders owner Mark Davis, but in time, he may do it. So I mentioned last week that the social media stuff that he had thrown out already – probably did him in with the organization because at that point you can't trust someone when they're doing that. Uh, this one's a little little crazy. Alright, back to Matt and Everett. Matt, I know you were going to start talking about uh, the problems right now at Nevada as they're facing a 13 straight loss and they've got a uh, Power 5 team from the Big 12 in Kansas. In. Mr. Neverett, are you there? Yes, I am. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, So talk about Nevada.
3: Yeah, it's the longest losing streak in the FBS as of right now, dating back to last season. And uh, this Kansas team that they're playing can kind of be a blueprint as to what they can try to develop in the future with uh, Coach Ken Wilson. His Kansas team, as you remember, was a laughingstock not only of the Big 12, but of college football for a couple of years. And this is a Jayhawk team that comes in all of a sudden 2-0, and really after a couple of year-long turnaround, I think really a team that Nevada can base themselves on.
1: Matt Nevard with us. says He's a part of the crew that's doing the official Mountain West football podcast week in and week out. Uh, let's bounce around a little bit around the conference and get to some of the other games, because there's some pretty interesting games, and there's some spots where teams are getting big numbers um, where, I don't know, you tell me are they going to compete? There's it, there's four of them so for San Diego State taking on Oregon State what exactly is uh, what exactly is happening right now with San Diego State we know they're having a tough time passing the ball but their defense actually hasn't been very good so far
3: yeah the defense ha- has had an interesting start to the year and I, I actually really like uh, what they've got under Center and Jalen Maiden both from the the running perspective and I think he's a-, a developing passer for sure and I mean you know the game against UCLA was a, a really tough matchup battle of two Southern California teams, and all of a sudden all these SoCal teams are uh, bouncing out of their uh, respective conferences. But I think you really have to look at the opening game win over Ohio to kind of see what kind of a team you're going to get. It was a low-scoring game, 20-13 to in Week 0, and I think that's kind of what you can expect more of from this San Diego State team throughout the year is a pretty good rushing attack. And I think the defense developing, obviously the coaching staff there always does a good job on the defensive side of the ball. But this is an Oregon State team that, that comes in, as winners of their last six, dating back to last year, and they've dominated this year, and I don't think uh, anybody saw the domination in week one over San Jose State. Obviously, uh, UC Davis last week with a big win, but uh, DJ Uyagalele is leading the 16th ranked Beavers team that has has covered a bunch of numbers in a row, but yeah, this one a a big number, and I think a San Diego State team that can, can keep this one within three touchdowns or so.
1: So much of college football is kind of controlling the emotions of the players week to week, and there are letdown spots all over the place, and I think Wyoming suffered from that as they went mm-hmm. and took out Texas Tech in an emotional double overtime game. Then they bounced back, uh, not as easy against a Portland State team that they probably should have whacked. Um, Wind up 31-17, a little backdoor there with the seven points. I think Texas is kind of facing the same thing with Wyoming. Texas off of the Bama game, and Wyoming has nothing to lose in this one. They're getting 30. Do you think they get wiped in this game at Texas?
3: I think what we saw from Wyoming against Texas Tech leads me to believe no. I think that they're going to be able to keep this one a little bit closer uh, than a lot of teams think. I really like what Wyoming has under center. When I uh, when I did the uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, a uh, couple of different coaches told me that they uh, that their quarterback Andrew Peasley tough as boot leather. That was the quote that they gave me, which <laughs> is the most Wyoming uh, coaching quote I've ever heard. And yeah. Kind of a letdown spot for Texas coming off of their biggest win in, in quite some time against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And what's interesting about this one, guys, is I'm in Round Rock with the aviators right now. I'll be about 30 minutes away and actually going to go get lunch and check out downtown Austin tomorrow. So I'll be in Austin just oh, nice. not for this game. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll, see how crowded it is. I'll be able to let you guys uh, have a little bit of insight as far as the, uh, the game day feel, but yeah, the, the letdown spot, I think you brought it up. I think that'd be really important thing to keep in mind. And, uh, Probably the most fitting mascot matchup of the week around the Mountain West is the Cowboys versus the Longhorns in Texas. I think this one's going to be a fun one. A lot lower scoring than a lot of folks may think.
1: Hawaii is in a weird spot here. At least Oregon is the weird spot. Uh, Hawaii's getting 38. Oregon uh, now has a game on the horizon with Colorado. And last week they got a win, but it was not easy uh, on the road uh, in Texas. So what happens to Hawaii here? Can they actually make it a game for a little while, at least hang around?
3: I, I think at the beginning, the one thing that I've been keeping an eye on all year is for guys like Caleb Williams of USC and Bo Nix here from Oregon is the, the Heisman candidacy. And they're, they're really campaigning more so now than we've ever seen with all the NIL stuff going on. I mean, I've seen more Bo Nix for Heisman posters and billboards than, than I've seen presidential. Uh, billboards and posters in, in, in election season. So it's it's something that they are really, really focused on, especially because of the money and the exposure that it brings not only to Bow but to that entire program. So I think in a spot like this, you may see a team like Oregon try to run it up on Hawaii before before pulling a lot of the starters out of the game late. But, I mean, that is a big number, and you mentioned that look-ahead spot. I, I, I think Hawaii has been surprising people. Braden Shager off to a pretty solid start. But as I mentioned, I think this Oregon team is one that's uh, ready and poised to put up a ton of points on anybody.
1: Well, with Colorado State, we know Jay Norvell stirred the pot the other day. Uh, we also know Colorado State has already pulled the plug, or at least in the short-term uh, change in quarterbacks, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him stay in the game here, but things are not trending the right way right now for the Rams against Dion and the Buffs.
3: Yeah, how are you going to poke the bear like that? That was uh, what I was wondering. And now you got Dion giving out uh, sunglasses to his entire team. He went on first <laughs> take this morning and gave out sunglasses to – to everybody there. I mean, they're helping him advertise these sunglasses. I mean, this is a a nationwide, at least an ESPN-wide effort to kind of prop up this Colorado team. And, you know, a couple of really big, surprising wins that a lot of people would say for the uh, Buffaloes here in the first two weeks. And this is a New Mexico State team that uh, fell to Washington State in a pretty major way in their first game. And uh, this is another spot where I could see one side here in Colorado really trying to run it up on Colorado State in a rivalry game. Yeah, but if you're Jay Norvell, why, why are you poking the bear? He on not enough uh, exposure, and, and for good reason. And he is probably the coach in the country, the number one coach in the country that, that can take that and use it as bulletin board material like Saban or a guy like Brian Kelly does as well.
1: Our buddy Matt Everts on the horn. Uh, He is one of the voices of Mountain West Conference football. He does the official Mountain West Conference football podcast. All right, let's close out here in the next uh, 60, 70 seconds. We got two road games to focus on that would be really nice wins for Mountain West Conference teams. San Jose against Toledo on the road and Fresno at Arizona State.
3: Yeah, the Fresno at Arizona State one is the one that I'm uh, more kind of looking forward to. I I think Arizona State, their new offense really hasn't impressed a lot of people. Uh, and their defensive line really hasn't put pressure on anybody. The Bulldogs with a really big win in the opening week over uh, Purdue at Purdue. And the one thing to look at, too, is that the Bulldogs are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six. And they're 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine games against Pac-12 teams. Uh, they're, they're getting three points here. And I, I think that they're a team that really is looking to make another statement win. And if they can do it on the road in Tempe, that would bode well for the
1: program. All right, we'll close it out. Uh, About 30 seconds left. Uh, Vandy and UNLV, can Vandy pull off the upset? The money's starting to roll in a little more on Vanderbilt.
3: Yeah, it opened at, I believe, two to Vandy. I think it's now up to four and a half or five, so the the Commodores are taking a lot of money. I don't think they expected this home and home when they scheduled it against UNLV to be as competitive as it has been. UNLV won when they went out to Nashville the last time, and I've been really encouraged by what I've seen on social media and internally from the school about getting students, getting locals out to this game. I think there's going to be a packed house when the Rebels take on the Commodores, and I think that we're going to start to see some more of the trick gadget plays in this go-go offense because it's been, aside from the formations, a pretty basic offense uh, for these first two games for UNLV. So I think we start to see some more trick plays from Brennan Marion and Doug Brumfield and company.
1: Matt, we appreciate it. uh, I'll be listening after my show to uh, Aviators and uh, enjoy Austin with a you know a little bit of free time so thanks for coming in
3: we'll see what we got check it out cover 12 the official Mountain West football podcast
1: now back to cofield and company live
0: at the golden circle sports book and bar inside treasure island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno
1: come on have you followed the Chandler Jones stuff from the morning
2: yes i have but i was more on the twitter side of it not the uh the ig side of it
1: what was on twitter
2: let me pull up these tweets because i took screenshots this morning because oh, i you said, did yeah i was like oh there's no way this is going to be up by the time i get by the time we get to the show
1: well while you're pulling <laughs> that up and i just mentioned a couple minutes ago i know you uh, weren't exactly glued to uh your headphones there i was mentioning that chandler jones had thrown out some cryptic stuff that um he's got a secret about mark davis and uh, he's not going to give it out now, but they better treat him right soon, or he could reveal uh, what he's got on Mark Davis. I also watched an IG video that was sent over by a source, where Chandler Jones appeared to be up early this morning in his bathroom, it was kind of off to the side of the camera, and he was talking something about uh, someone with the Cardinals from the past, and something about not dating strippers, and it's like I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, and some of the gibberish that started a couple of weeks ago, it's like, what is happening with this dude?
2: So is there something different on Twitter? Um, no, it's a little bit where you said, I wish Mark Davis told the people why I really can't play. I can keep going. Tell me when. And one, another one that was about 10 minutes after that. Only reason I'm here because the Raiders still haven't contacted me or a rep of mine. But that goes against last week, where the people came. Uh, maybe that was in the past, right? Where someone came and they tried to, you know, do a perform a wellness check on him,
1: and then he was not happy with that. So,
2: he I don't know where the big three to call him.
1: I don't. Yeah, maybe I don't know where his mind is right now. And you know, we know he's had struggles in the past. Whatever that incident was, when he was with the Patriots, we know there's some family issues with. MMA's John Jones, so at this point, I someone's got to get to him then the least of his concerns should be coming back and playing
2: football yeah, Steve, real quick he didn't delete these tweets, so I didn't have anything to worry about he's even responding to fans where someone says, hey, cut this dude already we don't need people like him, Ah. he says he can't cut me, I have proof of his reps saying I'm under contract and they want me on the team dot dot dot, but not playing right now lol Okay. Man, he even told someone else, not not about football anymore, brother. Let him tell you what he's been doing.
1: So who's him? Mark Davis?
2: I'm going to assume so.
1: Too weird. Too weird. I hate topics like this. While you know, I think there are a lot of media people and sports talk people are like, yeah, drama. Love it. Fires up the engine. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. So I don't want to sit here. Um, I mean, I think what he's doing is foolish and immature and misguided, but maybe there's a lot more on his end than we know about. So um, are we in a position to sit here and laugh at the guy? I don't want to. I want him to get straight, and if he wants to play football again, then get him playing football again. But I I, I I, mean, can you imagine coming back from this? been saying it all week. Now this, this morning, and, and today –
2: What are we doing here? There's no way he can come back, but I would still at least like to see the team, you know, give him a little bit of, not support, but put out a statement at least from the team, for just a a fluff PR piece. Yeah, we're with him in this trying time. We want to do something for him.
1: Maybe they can't.
2: For legal reasons. And that is part of this. But it's also the fact that, I mean, I wanted to say this, where if Jerry Jones and Paguya from Buffalo, if they can put out their statement and say, hey, we didn't say anything racist, I feel like the Raiders, you can put out a statement without legal ramifications of, hey, we're going to try to get to the bottom of whatever is wrong with Chandler Jones.
1: We're talking about Chandler Jones, more social media action. Seems crazy right now. I'm not saying he's crazy, but the whole situation's gotten worse. We're at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar little past the halfway point of the show, we're going to bring in one of the reps from the book, the risk supervisor, uh, Patrick Berbert, is expected right around the corner. Come on down, 55-plus TVs. The uh, book, in essence, is open 24 hours a day because you got the betting kiosk 24-7. Great menu, two types of loco moco. Get on down here on Friday inside Treasure Island.
0: He got out of the shotgun, looks right the whole way, and throws for Ayuk. Well covered. Caught by Brandon Ayuk anyway. He just took that away from Patrick Peterson. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN
1: Sports Reno. Good call there from the Niners Radio Network and want to get it right greg papa on the call he's the bay area guy and bob is the new york area guy and of course greg used to be the announcer for the raiders patrick burbert is in with us here at ti golden circle sports book and bar he's the risk supervisor i'm gonna say right out of the gates and we'll get to rams and niners i cannot believe how good the niners looked and i didn't have the steelers um but i was kind of leaning towards them one brock purdy being back healthy this soon Is nuts. And then the other one is Nick Bosa. It was like he didn't even hold out. Other holdouts. It's like, yeah, maybe they're going to get in for like 25 plays. The guy was out there for, I think it was 35 or 37 plays, was one of the highest rated guys on the defense. I mean, I'd I'd have to imagine right now that action at the counter, like people have to be just jacked about the Niners and and put money down on them.
4: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We opened up six on that game here, went all the way up to eight and a half. Um, Right now we're back down to uh, seven on that. The 49ers, they definitely look like Super Bowl contenders. Once again, Purdy, he's managing the game well. The biggest thing with Purdy is he's not committing turnovers. A lot of the other quarterbacks do. They like to force throws and end up throwing interceptions. You don't see that with Purdy as well. The 49ers defense is just as dominant as any other defense in the league. I don't see a lot of offenses taking advantage of this defense at all. I'm assuming the money that's come in on the ramps at this point would be sharp money. Do you agree with it? I think it's a lot of public money coming Really? I think it's a lot of public money coming in. Though they love the 49ers. They, the public, they want to bet on a team that they know is going to go out there and give it their all every single week. Shanahan, he's a great head coach. They want somebody they can put their faith in and trust and not going to put up 10 points here and then score 30 points there. They want somebody that they know that's going to score every week and their defense is going to limit opposing offenses ravens announced today that
1: they've got a bunch of dudes out including two offensive linemen uh marlon humphrey's been has been dinged up uh marcus williams is beat up i don't think the lines move much
4: this week though is it still Bengals three over the ravens uh yeah right now on that game we are sitting at four on that game oh really well we opened four we're down three and a half now we opened up higher than everybody else um we're at three and a half i believe the rest of the market's sitting at three on that game though Uh, we really like the Bengals this week um like you said the ravens they're dealing with a lot of injuries they've got two offensive linemen that are hurt marlon humphrey is hurt on the defense marcus williams one of the best safeties in the league he's hurt um a lot of the people think that joe burrow had a bad week one and they're overreacting to that if you don't remember last year in week one against the Steelers he threw four interceptions as well Joe Burr didn't play any preseason as well he came in regular season that was his first game he had to shake off some rust I think the Bengals might torch this Ravens secondary with a lot of injuries and do some damage to them why did you guys take a position on the Bengals early we're 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 very favorable towards them we think that they are still an elite team they're a Super Bowl contender one of the best in the AFC
1: how cool is that the book games and then be able to take positions because I'm not sure that a lot of books now are allowed to do that and you guys have the freedom as you know obviously you're not part of a a giant you know conglomerate of books
4: yeah we're an independent book over here at Treasure Island Uh, me and our director we do a lot of power ratings on NFL so we uh, combine our numbers each week and take a stand on where we think the right side should be of the game and then where the market is going to bet it so we don't put ourselves in a position to take a big handle and lose on it but get good action both ways and be confident in our stands all right uh what's the book think what do the players think of uh, chiefs and jaguars chiefs jaguars that's my game of the week actually really? i i love this game this is a rematch of last year's afc division round jaguars lost by seven to the chiefs jaguars they're loaded on offense all around trevor lawrence if he goes and wins this game this week against the Chiefs, I think they're going to be in the conversation to be an AFC contender, um, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I think if Trevor Lawrence wins this game, he plays good, continues to play good the rest of the season, like I think he is, he will be in the conversation to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Cobb Ridley's back from his injury. He, well, not his injury, his uh, gambling suspension. Yep. Suspension. Yep. Um, he looked great in Week One. Etienne running the ball. They got a good duo with Tanks big speed. I think the Jaguars are solid on defense, and they're gonna definitely compete. What do you make of where the numbers gone with the Seahawks and the
1: Lions? I was all over the Seahawks early in the week, but now I maybe
4: I might be on the right side. I might be with the sharps on this one, but the
1: numbers move significantly.
4: Um, it definitely has. Um, the Lions actually at that look ahead line they opened up three against the Seahawks and the Lions went in to KC. they won week one the Seahawks they did not look good week one I think it was an inflation of that line you saw some buyback on the Seahawks I don't think the Seahawks are as bad as their loss was in week one but I'm not completely sold on Geno Smith obviously last year was a great year for him um, I think we're gonna see some regression from Geno Smith this year I don't Think that he can manage a game that well as some of the other game managers can. He looked atrocious in week one. I'm not buying this Seahawks buyback right here. I think the Lions being the favorite in this game and at a good number is the right move. You have a strong lean on Titans and Chargers? I don't have a strong lean on that game. Titans, DeHondre uh, Hopkins didn't, he was limited in practice. He's got dealing with an ankle injury going on. I was going to say, I feel
1: like he's limited by the quarterbacking as well.
4: That too. That's Tannehill threw three picks last week. Tannehill's awful. He's aging up in his career. I think if the Titans lose this game this week, they'll be 0-2. I think they have to look at start to shop. Tannehill will trade him, and they got to see what Levis or Willis can do and give them a shot because Tannehill is not the answer for that team. If I had a lean on that game, I'd probably go with the Chargers just because Herbert, you know, is going to score points every week. I think the Chargers, on paper, are the most talented team. It's the injuries in their defense that always gives them problems, whether it be the coaching staff or the strength and condition coaches that can't keep them on the field and healthy. But if that team can stay healthy, Chargers are one of the best teams, so I would lean that way.
1: You mentioned the key word, and Patrick Berbert's here with us from TI and the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. You mentioned the key word earlier, overreacting in week number two. And I feel like there's been an overreaction during the week in some ways, that is then going to turn back the other way on Saturday and Sunday. Like, I wonder where the Giants and the Cardinals are going to be on Sunday because now it's down to Giants minus four. Um, I mean, is there a rationale that – well, I guess they're they're reacting – I guess they're reacting to the Giants looking like hell, but I I still believe the Cardinals have a goal of tanking. So I I don't know that I want to bet – now, I don't want to bet the Cardinals now. What do you guys have, plus four?
4: we opened four we moved up to six and a half we're down to four and a half so we're still higher than everybody so else going on the giants back and forth. Okay. it's going back and forth we're still higher than everybody else on the giants the cardinals as you said they're in full tank mode their defense is the bottom five defense in the league their offense isn't that great their best playmaker is marquise brown i mean he's still good but that's their really their only playmaker joshua dobbs they're still going with us They're starting quarterback dobbs You can say he stinks. He he stinks. Um, He would be a backup quarterback on any other team in in the NFL. The Giants, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Jones. I know he's overpaid for what they're giving him, but they're still a more complete team. Uh, Dayball is a great head coach. Um, What he's able to do with that roster is unbelievable. I give him props for what he's able to do with it. That 40 to nothing loss that they had this week, I'm not sold on it. Um the Giants will definitely be better at that. They'll be able to win some games and they should be able to cover this number easily against the Cardinals.
1: Totally fascinated by what's gonna happen betting with the Dolphins and the Patriots, because the Dolphins look so awesome. Patriots at least competed with the Eagles. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there who trust in Belichick and they're like, hey, he'll he'll find a way to defend Tyreek Hill.
4: I would I wouldn't doubt that. The the, the Patriots They went up against the Eagles team last week. The Eagles are dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, Patriots are, they're pretty solid on defense. Their offense just running through Mac Jones is is not gonna do anything for them. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster in the news, you just hear that he's got a lot of things going on with his knee, it could explode at any time. Um, Kendrick Bourne rose to the occasion last week, but how well can he sustain that? if you were going to go in a toe-to-toe offensive war with these two teams the Patriots and the Dolphins I will take the Dolphins every day I trust Tua throwing the ball to Tyreek he's got Jalen Waddle Mostert's pretty fast running the ball out of the backfield I'm going to go with the Dolphins a lot of
1: weapons a lot of explosiveness all right I'm looking at uh cash splits ticket splits and the bills are getting pretty heavily bet in general around Vegas yet the numbers coming down Where are you guys on this one? The Raiders are now getting eight as opposed to, uh, it was what, nine and a
4: half to start the week. Uh, We're at seven and a half on the Bills. Um, The Raiders looked pretty good last week in their win against the Broncos. Um, Obviously, their wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, is going to be out this week. That's going to hurt them. A lot of double coverage is going to be on Adams, who's going to be good to go from what last I heard. Jimmy Garoppolo, as we know, he's a game manager, but he manages the game very well. Their defense looked a lot better. Um, Past from last year and the years before, their defense has been atrocious, so it was pretty exciting to see that they were able to limit the Broncos last week. Um, as far as the Bills, this might be a really hot take for a lot of people, but I think Josh Allen's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Trust me, on this show, it's something we've been
1: arguing forever. The DeMond back at the studio is clapping. Uh, one of our lead guys has not liked Josh Allen forever, even when he was Ryan high he said it's you know it's a little bit phony here um yeah i mean that some of the shine has gone off of him he, he's he's a little too much of a gambler and I, I didn't like his body language throughout the game and after the game last week
4: correct yeah. obviously as we know josh allen's very athletic but his football iq if you watch him out there it's not very smart he had a run on a third down that was going to be easily 10 10 or more yards after the first defender was seen for first down he throws a double coverage into the end zone that was his first pick his other pick he threw into the end zone was into double coverage, and then he tried to throw a ball over the head of Sauce, and uh, Jordan Whitehead cut through and got the third interception. Josh Allen looks lost out there. He always tries to do too much. Just be smart, go with the play, call, go with the flow, and try to get yards out of a play. Don't do the most out of it to do the 30-yard Hail Mary. All right, Patrick, we appreciate it. What's the vibe like here uh, first couple weeks for college and then NFL? It's been great. Um, having football back is wonderful for the sports book. You look so oh. happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, I love it, I love it. Um, I love coming to work, doing what I do every day, going over all these numbers, learning more about the sport each day. There's never enough knowledge you can have with football, especially. The fans here, last week was really busy for us. Week one of NFL, a lot of people came. Our handle was up this year compared to previous years, which is really encouraging. So. People really love coming out, watch football, and betting on their teams.
1: All right. Good deal. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thanks for coming me. on. Yeah, of course. Uh, Damon, you did see, uh, back to the Chiefs, I don't know if you, well, I say you did see, but I don't know that you did, um, Travis Kelsey was on the practice field with some people shooting some video of him, and he started limping. Did you see this?
2: Oh, yeah, I saw it.
1: Did you see what happened after that? He started popping that thing. Yeah, yeah. He started, well, <laughs> he, was, he was like twerking. He starts twerking. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on here? And then he he just like smiles, it's like a thumbs up, and then starts running again. So,
2: he's great, and uh, that's why he got Taylor Swift. He's got he's got the Riz, as the kids would say.
1: So, is this really happening? Because I I know on his podcast with his brother, like a month ago, that was the person he said he got. Didn't he
2: kind of get rejected? Yeah, he uh, asked like, hey, get, yeah, you know, I want to talk to her. And her people were like, yeah, she doesn't talk before shows.
1: Hmm. So something happened. <laughs> Is this it.
2: legit? Uh, Jason wouldn't confirm it on the, on the uh, Thursday Night Football set last night. He wouldn't confirm it. But, I mean, come on.
1: Should I care? Because Travis drives me nuts. Am I, just, am I just fanning the flames of just ridiculous attention this guy gets?
2: Uh, yeah, but imagine if they break up. That song's going to be awesome.